Hey guys, welcome back. Episode 13. We have so much to catch up on. If you hear that so raven on in the background, you know the drill. Ignore it. Need the background noise. Last week was really hard for me. So, didn't post. So, sorry about that. But let's catch up on the past two weeks. How's everybody been? What's everybody been up to? How's everything been going? I'll start. <laughs> First of all, I would just like to say, um, so tonight I went and met someone to chit chat. And um, I had a very productive day, but it was very, there was a lot of, a lot of talking about the way I felt. So I was like, I need a beer. I need a drink. I never drink alcohol anymore, like ever. So I was fiending for a nice beer on this 92-degree day on a patio, right? So I'm, like, sitting there drinking my beer. I called my mom, updated her on some things. And I'm just, like, standing over the balcony, people watching, and I let out the biggest belch. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in public. (laughs) Like, don't you ever, like, just get in the zone or, like, you're somewhere public. But, like, there was no one up there on the patio with me. But, like, you're just so comfortable and, like, vibing and enjoying yourself. And you, like, forget that that you're out in public and you're not in your home by yourself. Uh, It was so funny. And then I burped again. And I, like, it was – I laughed really hard. I had to share it. Um, But, yeah. Last episode, I left you off knowing that I was going to go teach drum corps. So let me start there. It was great. It was amazing. I got back to my car and I cried because I was sad that I had to leave them and then I contemplated all my life choices on the three-hour drive home because, you know, that's my usual day. Wake up, drink coffee, contemplate every life choice I've ever made and pretty much just repeat it. But, yeah, no, it was great. It was great to be back. It was great to, like, do it on the other side. I learned a lot, I felt like. In the short amount of time I was there, like, it was just, like, good. It was cool to see it from a different perspective, to enjoy it from a different perspective. And they all gave me a group hug at the end, and a few of them, like, pulled me aside afterwards personally. And it was just the sweetest thing ever, and I loved every second of it. So that was super great. Um, And then I saw Blink-182, which was also great. But can we just, like, talk about something for a second? And not to rub you all the wrong way or to sound like Miranda Lambert here, but when did everyone become a loser? Okay? Like, when did everybody become a loser? Imagine, like, paying a hunk of change to go to a concert and stand there on your phone the entire time. Not to sound like a boomer or anything, but you do know if you are recording it and watching the entire concert through the screen, you're not actually watching them or enjoying the moment whatsoever. Like, hello, take your pictures, record a song, record a refrain, do what you need to do, but put the damn thing away and enjoy the show. Imagine going to a concert and not singing along. Imagine going to a concert and not dancing. Like, is everyone okay? It was a punk show and people were standing still. I, in fact, was not on the floor, not in the pit, was up in the seats. The people next to me, standing still. I was jumping the entire time. I stepped on someone's foot. I hit someone in the back on accident. Like, sorry about it. But, hello, a punk rock show. Blink-182. Blink-182. Whether you're a fan or not, those guys, they're old, Okay. They're not youngins anymore running around being Neanderthals and crazy kids. I mean, they're still doing that the best they can. But, like, if you know any history about Blink-182, you know about Mark Hoppus. You know that Tom is back in the band. And you know that Travis Barker, like, has health issues and gets blood clots in his arms and breaks his fingers and things like that. Like, do you know how much of a privilege it is to sit there and watch People that you like idolize over and you're going to sit there on your damn phone and not sing or dance along with them. You got me bugged up. Stop being a loser. Like seriously, it's I'm embarrassed for you. If you're one of those people, I'm calling you out. Stop being a loser. Enjoy the moment. Okay. 
what you need to take pictures and record every second so you don't forget about it well i'll tell you what i guarantee if you were enjoying the actual moment you'll remember it a hell of a lot longer than you would watching a video and then you're just scrolling through your camera roll and being like oh my god i forgot that happened when you could have just like created the memory with a friend and you guys could talk about it and be like remember when we did this ha 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 and then have a picture to be like that was such a fun night or a little blurb from the concert your favorite song like i saw this live i'm just saying the whole damn thing let's stop being losers starting right now okay now that my little tangent is over about that let's talk about mark hoppus for a second Again, whether you're a fan or not, this is a very valuable message to share. And it means a lot to me because I love Mark Hoppus. Um, But he was diagnosed with stage four lymphoma a few years ago. And I was very, very sad about it. But, you know, he beat it and he's he's doing okay. Obviously, he's touring. Um, And I shared this video on my Instagram story a little while ago so if you watched it great if not i'm gonna tell you about it now um so there's a song called adam's song which if you've never listened to it you should but it's a song um essentially about suicide um the whole meaning of it is just like someone dying and dealing with depression and things like that so whatever you need to relate it to but it is about suicide which i knew However, I did not know that Mark Hoppus wrote that song about himself. And so he started talking and he was like, I wrote this song um, at a very dark point in my life when I didn't want to keep going. And so that made me emotional right off the bat. Um, But then he was like, and then a few years ago, um, that same thing happened where I didn't think I was going to keep going, but this time it wasn't by choice. And then he mentioned his stage four lymphoma. And he was just talking about when he wrote the song, how he was feeling that way, but then they played it and recorded it and it pulled him out of a dark place. Um, And so he just stood up there and pretty much like thanked the audience, again, why you should enjoy that moment more but thank the audience for like pulling him out of a very hard time in his life the second time and he said that he wanted to keep his cancer diagnosis private he's like I didn't tell anybody I didn't want anybody to know and he's like I accidentally posted it on Instagram one day and he was like I was literally afraid for people to know because I thought that they would tell me like you deserve to die like fuck you is what he said and he's like but the complete opposite happened and the complete like outpour of love that he received from complete strangers got him through a really hard time and yeah pretty much just talked about that and thanked everybody and then was like you know this song goes out to all the people who are still fighting those who are with us and those who haven't made it this far like I love you and blah blah so then they wanted to play the song and it was just like a very touching thing to witness live for numerous reasons but one it's a reminder that like you have no idea what people are going through you know whether it is their mental state or just like health things or family related or friends or just like went through something like we're all fighting our own demons whether whether they are not and you know if you're one of the lucky ones who don't struggle with anything like I mean it's sincerely like you're very lucky um but to not let that cloud your judgment and interfere with the fact that other people don't function like that their lives are not like that people do go through things everyone experiences things differently and so to live a life without prejudgment and making sure that you know you are being kind and intentional with your actions because you have no idea how that can make someone feel and making someone feel seen heard and welcome should be your ultimate goal in my personal opinion so that's why I think that's a super great message but also just like 
I know I mentioned it in my first episode when I talked about my tattoo, but standing there and hearing somebody that I feel like I came out of the womb listening to, I've loved Blink-182 since I was like five or six, hearing him talk about him struggling with human things that I may struggle with or that other people may struggle with is very comforting and to also look at somebody that you've admired and learned that there was a point in their life when they didn't want to be alive anymore now Adam's song came out in 99 I'm pretty sure so thinking about that like I was one year old maybe and you didn't want to be alive and what if you had made the choice to not be alive like how that would have affected my life I'm 25 years old and seeing Blink-182 as the original whole for the first time in my life just like I don't know the impact of your purpose and Mark Hoppus is never ever gonna know who I am ever probably I say probably because there's a little bit of hope but like you know it just makes you think like if you didn't keep going like how many others would have made the choice to not keep going and like how you saved their life through like continuing to live yours and I was scrolling through comments and you know someone was like thank you for making the choice to stay alive like you saved my life too and it's just like beautiful it makes me want to cry right now but like it's just really special so you know whether they're a rock star or a regular person or a stranger like you should just be nice to people and you know what not going out of your way to be mean isn't what I'm like mean by that either but like being nice to people is like treating them with respect and like making them feel like they belong in a room not like looking them up and down not acknowledging their presence like things like that like that is a form of kindness that people should execute and I'm a culprit of it too but I usually am a culprit of it when I already feel like I haven't been welcomed so I keep to myself you know what I mean but yeah anyways that's my little tangent blink 182 is great um love them will always love them they're my favorite people in the planet so honestly they might be I love Green Day too but I don't know Mark and Tom hold a very special place in my heart love Travis too but you know Travis doesn't talk so it's a little different okay thanks for coming to my TED talk um but yeah that's my little recap from last week two weeks ago I should say other than that um last week I said I was going through it so we took a break we did what we needed we slept some more we took rest days if we needed it we took some time to feel things and strategize and to feel better so this week I'm feeling better and today we got shit done today being Wednesday um and it felt really good so I went and got a beer because I was like I'm overwhelmed like I need to relax it's hard to talk about your feelings all day long but it was good so for our episode today I'm very excited to talk about this I'll say it this week because I say it every time I really hope especially with this episode I execute it the way that I feel I need to because it is the foundation of my whole entire existence pretty much and I've been waiting a good amount of time to record this episode with this topic. And I think since I went back to drum corps last week and that's, it didn't start with drum corps, it started before that. But, you know, the whole bubble of the world that I was in, um, I thought it was a perfect time to talk about it. So getting back to the source and to start off this episode, um, I think it's only fitting to talk about the person who didn't inspire the episode but inspired the whole mindset for me um yeah so I've already asked her permission to speak about her already so that's a good thing um she is a very long time family friend her dad and my uncle grew up together and are still best friends um so my mom has actually known her dad since she was like two I'm pretty sure it was um her name's Kara 
Uh, so then Kara and I kind of created our own relationship when I began doing color guard. So I started doing color guard because of my sister. Um, I think they crossed paths. Maybe my sister was in varsity guard when Kara was in junior guard, but regardless, so they were kind of in the same vicinity. And then when I started, Kara and I marched together because they did away with the junior and the varsity guard and we became like one team. Um, she is four years older than me, so our high school years never overlapped. Um, we marched three years together, so from when I was in fifth through eighth grade, and then she was a senior in my eighth grade year. So she graduated, and then I went into high school, and then she actually came back and was on staff. So essentially, I spent my entire color guard career with Kara. Um, honestly, from, like, start to finish, low-key, even through drum corps, if she wasn't there, like, she was there. She was still a big part of it. So, yeah, very, very significant person in my life. Um, so then she just kind of turned into a very valuable resource for me as well. Um, she and Kelly. Hi, Kelly. If I don't know if you listen to this, but hey, um, Kara you know, she was on staff, so she was part of, like, that journey through high school with me, and then when I wanted to march, she would meet up with me and teach me, like, certain exercises. She marched with the blue coat, so she was like, okay, like, let's get you prepared for auditions, like, things like that. She would help me record video auditions and just, like, work on technique and different things like that to make sure, like, I was best prepared. She always just had my best interest in mind, which is something I value so much, um, looking back on it in that moment just all across the board um I remember she and our friend Austin like they met up with me to have dinner and it was before I left for the summer and they were like this is everything you need to pack these are the little tricks that we've taught ourselves that we've learned along the way blah 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 blah. like literally just the greatest resource and guide you could ever ask for um so she's always been just a very admirable person in my life. So Kara, if you're listening, um, I just want to say thank you for the lasting impact you've had on my life and will continue to have forever. And so that being the perfect segue leading me to the point of today's topic, I have two significant memories around the statement of hold yourself to a higher standard and I think I was in the seventh grade um when I saw this the first time and my friends and I like that we marched together we were like Kara's biggest fans like we literally made t-shirts like I don't know we were weird but we loved Kara and this was when Tumblr was popular so we all followed her and I believe it was her Tumblr handle, if I remember correctly. Um, But she just had to hold herself to a higher standard. And I think when you admire, look up to someone, like you notice things about that person and try to model your life following in their footsteps in a way. I feel like that's the point of great coaches and leaders and teachers, mentors, role models. You know, like they help mold you, in my opinion. And you know, if you're not learning from them, then, like, what's the point of it? And I think that, you know, characteristics that you're taught through whatever other activity in your life, it should translate into your everyday life, in my personal opinion. Um, So being a young teenager, I noticed someone I looked up to use this saying as a path for their life or at least a significant message to model it by for what it seemed like. And the second time um, was when I was in high school, and I think it was my junior or senior winter season, and I remember we weren't looking the way the staff had hoped that we would at that point in time, like, you know, just, like, silly things, like, you know, they were holding us to a higher standard without saying it directly, and we were having our end of rehearsal powwow, and I remember her, like, stomping her foot and turning away in a collected but frustrated way and she 
didn't mumble it. She said it just, like, quietly and like, a frustrated tone and was, like, hold yourself to a higher standard. And, like, I remember hearing that, and I think that's where it was, like, ingrained in my brain forever. So ever since then, it's kind of just been ingrained in my DNA. And it's been a little ride, this whole mindset of mine. So when I was performing, going to school, keeping busy, it was great. You know, like every single day I was challenging myself, things were improving, whatever it was, whatever area of my life, like I could think about holding myself to a higher standard and it being a very positive aspect throughout my day. But when COVID happened, it was not positive. And so, like, once I aged out and graduated, I had nowhere else to put that mindset and energy into but myself. And that's what I did, or at least what I thought I was doing. I nitpicked every single thing I did, and there are two very pivotal moments I recall. And I'm going to try to explain the first one without going into too much detail because it's, you know, whatever. I don't need to talk about it on the internet. But... I also think it's just, like, funny, and you guys are going to be like, Molly, WTF, bruh. So I never had a lot of interaction. Sorry, if you can hear something weird, my back itches under my sports bra. Okay, I never had a lot of interaction with guys growing up. You know, they either bullied me and scarred me for life, or they did marching band with me. So still guys, but our relationship wasn't, you know, completely different. (laughs) Nothing romantic about it. Um, I went on my first ever date when I was 20 years old um, and just put things into perspective for you. I had my first kiss when I was two months away from being 21. So like just to like paint that picture before we get any deeper. And, you know, I didn't have anything to occupy my time. And I was like, well, I've never dated before. I've never tried to date anyone before. So, like, maybe I should start now, right? (laughs) I started hanging out and meeting up with guys, you know, because I'm, like, I'm 21 years old. Like, I have no idea how to do this. And if I want to get married someday, like, I need to start putting myself out there. Yeah, probably. I wish I never thought like that ever in my life. Men are horrible. I'm not a man hater, but... They're horrible. Anyways, well, the naive energy caught up to me, you know, me being like, haha, I'm 21. I've never talked to a boy before, but like girly pops have been out here doing this since they were like 14, maybe younger. I don't know. So I had a lot to learn and I felt like I was learning it at such like a different stage in my life. It was almost like embarrassing because I didn't get it, but you know. Just a reminder to never compare your timeline to someone else's. It's actually safer to never interact with men, ever. Again, not a man-hater, but protect your peace. Anyways, that naive energy caught up to me. Boys were hurting my feelings. And one night I had a mental breakdown to my mother. And just started freaking out. Because I was like... I was, like, doing things with guys that were not my boyfriends. I wasn't sleeping with anybody or doing anything crazy. Um, very, you know, PG, PG-13, whatever you have it. People, you know, have been doing this since they were in, like, the seventh grade. And I'm 20 years old and, like, freaking out. Um, but I was literally, like going on and on about how I was like literally slut shaming myself and I'm like you're a whore like you have no respect for yourself like what are people going to think of me like the list goes on and if you're like Molly dude what like that's how I felt like I was literally like in full like I'm disgusting is how I felt I'm like Molly you're allowed to kiss boys like it's okay it's okay but that was just like something like that was never really talked about like I'd never had that experience before i you know, it wasn't, like, talked about a whole bunch. That I didn't have any experiences to talk about. Like, it was just a whole new world for me. 
and my mom was like molly like you cannot be so hard on yourself and she was like you've been like this since you were five like you like you're okay and yeah so that was the first time that was the first time where it was very toxic of me and in my head I was so concerned about what other people would think about me and like you need to be better than this you need to hold yourself to a higher standard that I crossed the very fine line of being hard on myself and holding myself to a higher standard like you're allowed to kiss boys that doesn't mean you're holding yourself to any less of a standard so yeah that was the first one the next one I was talking to a boy. It's always about boys. Like, why are they so mean, dude? Like, come on. Um, always just a horrible way to start any type of thoughts. But I mentioned before, talked about it on a podcast. So saving all those details, he basically just, like, had me on edge 24-7. We didn't have, like, the most trusting relationship in the entire world. Um just a lot of like ghosting blocking deleting on his end just out of nowhere very confusing and hard for me to wrap my brain around sometimes I'm like oh I wish that happened now so I could have been like you're freaking weird bro but I it didn't and we all need those very very important canon events in our lives but um that's like the foundation of our relationship it was we met and we hung out one day. He just blocks my phone number, my Snapchat, my Instagram, everything. Didn't hear from him. I was like, what the heck happened? Like, I thought things were fun. That's kind of how it started. Out of nowhere, he comes back, of course. Mine, you know, I'm naive again. I'm like, oh, he likes me. Ha <laughs> ha. No, bitch. He just was bored and you were there, girly pop. Anyways. So on Edge 24-7, he made me extremely nervous. I like this boy. I like this man, if we want to call him that. He's old enough to be a man. Don't know if he acts that way. But, yeah. So just, like, extremely nervous all the time. And I was sitting in my car waiting to meet my parents for dinner. And I was scrolling through my following on Instagram. Because, you know, sometimes you like to go clean things up. You know, like, maybe you're following too many influencers or something like that. Too many, like, product pages that you're like, I don't need to be tempted. So, going through it, I don't see him. So, then I search him, don't see him. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I thought everything was good. Like, we just talked to each other. I don't know what's going on. So, I, it just brought me back to the first time. And I was like, (sighs) we talked about this, you know, me, again, naive. So, yeah, I go to dinner, meet my parents. I'm, like, super anxious on the inside, and when I get anxious, I get super quiet. And my parents knew something was wrong, and they asked me what was going on, and I just, like, started crying in a Buffalo Wings and Rings in Fairfield. And just, like, explaining everything, but also just, like, dumping a bunch of things on them. Never went into specifics about this kid because, like, who gives it flying flinging poo about a random so I was really emotional it was for sure a very pivotal moment for me but I remember saying something to them that I think about often and I feel like that was like the biggest little wake-up call for me um but I just told them like life is hard enough for everyone you know, so why would I put anything on them? Why would I make them feel bad? Why would I confront them? Why would I not just live to people please is pretty much what I was trying to say. Like why why would I cause more stress to their life? And I was like, I know what I can handle. So I tell myself I can handle it. I can handle it. And I was like, I can't handle it anymore. It all just became way too much. And so I took a step back and I tried putting up more boundaries with myself and other people. I tried allowing myself more grace and getting comfortable with the idea of telling people no. Um, I practiced protecting my peace and tried depicting what was genuine versus, you know, absolute bullshit, which is still very hard to do, you know. 
people can turn on you in a second, but we're not going to talk about that. But yeah, it was just like a very pivotal moment for me. That's when I wanted to try therapy again um, and actually stick with it. So I don't know. Again, therapy is a really great thing. It's a really great resource if you find the right fit for you. So if you're thinking about it, I encourage you to go. It's really important. And I think having the courage to go to therapy says a lot about you and it's a very big strength where I think a lot of people view it as a weakness still there's still a huge stigma around it but it's not a weakness it's a very big strength so 10 out of 10 recommend and honestly I feel like I've come full circle with mindset of holding myself to a higher standard now that I've started in my career path you know and I kind of came to the realization that I never want to lose this mindset ever and I've just tried to figure out kind of like what it what does it look like actually. It's what drives me to be better and determined and disciplined. It allows me to create and hold myself to a certain standard and expectation without needing someone else to do it for me. I don't like to be coddled. I feel like I am very independent. So like I don't need someone breathing over my shoulder because I know that I'm more than capable of taking care of things. Um, you know, and that's especially like if you're in an environment that doesn't hold you to an expectation or a standard that you find fit for yourself. So I feel like I was able to find a balance or I have been able to, at least we're working on it, but I feel like more comfortable with the whole mindset again because I'm putting it into something other than myself, but at the same time, it's still about me. And I feel like that's why it was so positive with like color guard and things like that because I wasn't directly putting it into myself, but I was putting it into something that I really loved and cared about and it made me a better human being because of all the hard work, you know? So I was able to come to the realization with those little mental breakdown moments that I was confusing holding myself to a higher standard with just being hard and critical of myself. And although I do find those two to be interchangeable, there is a line between the two. And I'd be lying if that line doesn't get gray or blurry for me from time to time. But it's shown me what is important to me. And it's shown me things I'm not willing to sacrifice and settle or to settle for. And when I find myself like starting to spiral, I take a deep breath and I audibly say to myself, Molly, this is a moment where you are just criticizing yourself. You are doing just fine and it helps. So that's really helped me. It's helped me in a few different areas to be that person for myself, like the person to be like, Molly, you're fine. Like I like think about like, what would my friend Sophia say to me right now? And I, like, act like her to myself, and I just tell myself that. Or if I feel like I need, you know, I don't have anybody here to, like, hold my hand or to rub my hand or to give me some kind of, like, console, like, I do it for myself. And it might be weird at first or sound weird, but, like, it is very helpful. And so I just want to talk about, for the next part, what does holding yourself to a high standard really mean? And I made a list of areas in my life where I feel like it applies. So holding yourself to a high standard, um, I think, means challenging yourself. You know, it is so easy to give up and to quit things or to settle for the fact, like, yeah, I can do it. But, like, even when we were marching, we were always told, like, you shouldn't be practicing something until you get it right. You should be practicing something until you don't do it wrong anymore. So, like, how many times does that take you? That's the mindset and the challenge that you want to set for yourself. Um, acting as a leader, like a natural-born leader. You know, you don't need a title to lead by example. I feel like some people need that. Some people are like, well, I'm not in charge, so, like, I don't want to say anything. But your actions speak volumes you know you don't have to be going around bossing people around but how do you act in your day-to-day -day? how do you act at your job how do you act 
at practice or wherever you are like what does that look like do you care about what that looks like intrinsic motivation um that's the motivation that comes from within so like are you able to keep yourself motivated are you able to like wake up in the morning and be like hell yeah let's go or wherever you are you know you're not relying on other people to be great you're setting that standard and expectation for yourself and you're internally motivated to go and achieve those things holding yourself accountable I think is just a big one I think that that's a very good life lesson for everything you know and it doesn't have to be in one aspect it can be like yo I messed up and I'm aware that I messed up and letting people know that you messed up that's accountability or if someone tells you like hey where have you been you haven't talked to me since you started dating a guy like what's up like realizing like oh shit like you're right I haven't talked to you in six months and we used to text every day like I'm sorry like I'll try to think about it you know what I mean like I feel like it's like recognizing things that you've done and it's not going into total defense mode and being like no it's all your fault and like you're to blame and blah blah blah. it's like taking a step back and being able to realize like oh maybe I have like been like x y and z holding other people accountable and surrounding yourself with people who do the same I personally would like to be around people who hold me accountable like if I was ever being a bad friend or if I was ever slacking or if I was being a bad significant other to somebody else or whatever the situation is like I would want them to be like yo bruh babe girly pop what's going on like I would want that because you should want to be around people who make you better and then you should also be that person for other people you know what I mean Um, having a desire to always be better, even if it's by 1%. And I think with this one, it's, you have to allow yourself that grace because there have been moments in my life where I was like, if I'm not growing, I'm not getting better. And if I'm not getting better, then I'm just moving backwards. And if I'm moving backwards, then like blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you know, a whole like avalanche of things in the wrong direction. But it's like, I feel like it's holding yourself to a higher standard. It's just like even actively thinking about the fact that you want to be 1% better every day. You know, you can't measure that necessarily. But I think if you approach your day like that, like that is you holding yourself to a higher standard. And then that stuff, it's just like the same thing with, you know, like if you feel cute, you'll have a better workout or, you know, a better show or something like that. Like you set yourself up for success and then, everything else kind of follows suit whether or not they're directly connected or not in your brain you're like approaching the situation that they are so I feel like that's kind of how the one percent better thing works discipline I often think people confuse discipline and motivation but I think they're completely different you know a lot of people can have motivation to do something but your discipline is what gets you to your final destination Your motivation just inspires you to do it. But staying disciplined makes you wake up every single day and do it. Um, Not giving into gossip. You know, sticking up for people if they are the center of the conversation. Not spreading rumors. You know, I feel like that (laughs) speaks for itself. But minding your own business. If you have a question about someone's life... I think, personally, you should ask them. I know sometimes it's difficult to ask people some things, um, but when you choose to ask someone else, I feel like that message then turns into you're more concerned about the tea than the actual person and where you could just, like, go directly to the source and be like, hey, is everything okay today? Instead of being like, oh, my God, what's her problem? And then having the other person be the messenger to go find out so then they can report it back to the group. That's not cool. Again, my personal opinion, but I think people should mind their own business more. And being a human is cool. And having human interactions with people is supposed to be cool. And it should all mean something. And everything is just, like, social media bullshit again sound like a boomer but like 
I don't know. Just like, I don't, I just think that that should be better. And that's personally how I choose to hold myself to a higher standard. Because then you also have people who, you know, ask questions or someone tells you something. Like, that is not your right to then go tell other people. Okay, like that's a conversation between you two. That doesn't turn into your information now. In a way, it kind of does, but it's not yours to tell. It's not your piece of information to tell to someone else. So, like, I don't know why that's the first instinct that people feel. Like, oh, my God, someone so just told me this. Like, I get, like, talking to people about things. Like, I talk to my home friends about what's going on with work people because I don't have other people to talk to. But I'm also keeping it separate from the environment itself. And it's just being like, oh, my God, my friend Alice at work, love her. Hey, 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 girly pop, if you're listening. But an example to go along with that, like, if someone tells me that someone I know is dating somebody, in my head, I might want to be like, oh, my God, I have to know all the details. But she didn't tell me that she was dating someone. So that means she probably doesn't really want me to know because she didn't tell me. She might not care that I know. But I don't know how she feels about it. So I'm not going to go up to her and be like, oh, my God, I hear you have a boyfriend and make her feel uncomfortable because then that puts two people in an awkward situation. And it's like, why did you tell her? And then also they may feel uncomfortable. So, like, whether or not that that's the case, it's just not necessary. Like, even if you have a piece of information, like, maybe wait until, like, that person decides to tell you. And if they don't, tell you you still know the info but it's again not your job to go tell other people about it so that was a long one but mind your business um treating people with kindness going back to the beginning you know not jumping to conclusions living a life without prejudgment if someone does you dirty you know what maybe make a judgment on them don't look too deep into it but be like damn like what's the problem What's the problem? You know what I mean? But don't go into a situation and be like, she's really quiet. She must be a B word. Or she's really quiet. What's her problem? You know what I mean? Like, people are working through things every single day. Like I said, fighting their own demons. Like, just keep that in the back of your mind. Setting boundaries for yourself and other people. I love to people please. It's something that I've been working on for quite some time. And setting boundaries for yourself does not make you mean. Setting boundaries for yourself and saying no does not make you mean or a bad person. I used to think that if I said no to people, then it low-key would be the end of the world. But there was a time in my life at a job that I was saying yes to them constantly because I cared about them. And once I started saying no and I moved on, I never heard from them ever again because they didn't care anymore because I wasn't saying yes. And if that's the worst thing that happens to you, it's clearly not that big of a loss anyways. So it's okay to say no. Saying no does not make you a bad person. Just putting up boundaries and having people respect your personal space and things like that is not you being mean deleting somebody from something because like they're too much for you again not mean you're allowed to have those boundaries set for yourself so I think that is a way you can hold yourself to a higher standard because I feel like those things kind of execute like when you set boundaries it executes how you want people to treat you obviously and so it weeds out you know the people who don't respect that or the people who are like well, screw that. For somebody who cares so much what people think and wants everybody to like them, that's been like a very big lesson for me to learn is that if they did not want to be there, if it was that easy to lose whatever, then it clearly was not that special. Um, recognizing when things are not okay and having the like courage within you to address them or to work them out. I think that oftentimes the if he wanted to, he would, or if they wanted to, they would, whatever, 
false solander, like, romantic relationships is when it's brought up. But, like, you know, if you just have, a, like, a dispute with anybody or anything or you feel like there's tension or something in the air, like, if it is taking a toll on you so much, like, be the one to say something because you have no idea if they're, like, damn, I really wish we could talk about this. But they're just – they're scared. They're nervous. It's not easy for them to do. So – Another reminder, if you go back and forth on whether you believe in, if they wanted to, they would. Sometimes people do want to. It's just really hard. But if they see someone else be able to do it and pull within and be like, okay, cool. Like, they were able to do it. Like, that could have a ripple effect on somebody else and be like, you know, one time I was scared to do this, but so-and-so initiated this and we worked it out and it was really great. So, like, now I have the courage to do that here or recognize it in another situation. Um, Let's see what else we got here. I spent a long time on this list. I was very serious about it. Um, Living life of intention, which I mentioned. And that's just, like, being thoughtful about things. Like, I love giving gifts, so I don't just, like, throw a yo-yo at them, even though that would be pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I think about long and hard, like, will they love this? Will this make them happy? This is their favorite color. This They'll use this. They'll go golf with this. They can wear this. Whatever it is, like, I care about my gifts a lot that I give to people because I – personally I think it shows them that you care about them and that you thought about them and then you're being intentional about your actions and yeah but SOS with this one people aren't used to that people aren't used to thoughtfulness and kindness I think it's something that humankind has done away with a little bit personally so I feel like I have to keep stressing personally because I don't want to project or make people You know, I don't want to, like, say something. So it's all personal. These are all personal feelings. But people aren't used to it. So if people don't react well to it, no, it's not you. You did a good thing. And if at the end of the day, the worst thing you did for someone was to think and care about them, again, their loss. Um, Being able to have hard conversations that kind of goes hand in hand with the last one um recognizing that being hard on yourself and holding yourself to a higher standard are different being hard on yourself recognizing the room for change and moving on is what I think holding yourself to a higher standard means not being okay with the bare minimum Always trying to go the extra step. If you're supposed to do something 100 times, go for 105 one day and maybe 110 the other. You know, it's not being like, oh, like I hit my 100 mark by 11 a.m. Like I can stop now. Like, no, what are you going to do for the rest of the day? Like even if it is five more calls, you make one more call an hour, like each hour, like you're still in a way going – above and beyond what was asked of you it shows that you're able to do it that you care enough to do it um knowing the difference between holding yourself to a higher standard and thinking you're better than everyone else one that's not something you have to prove and two your actions will do the talking so stay humble i don't really want to go in depth on that one um Recognizing that you're a human too and to allow yourself grace. Allow yourself the time to be upset, mad, happy, and everything in between. You know, like how do you handle those situations? Are you exploding on your friends? Are you going off on people on the internet? Or are you going for a walk? Are you taking a moment to unplug? Are you talking about it with someone? You know, like those are ways to separate yourself from other people. Those are things that people that matter will notice and those are the things that will like set you far and above other people so it's not about being better than anybody else it's I don't even want to say it's acting better than other people it's just setting the bar for yourself and the quote that I shared on my story the other day and I included it in the little photo dump for this episode is that sometimes 
their ceiling is your floor and that really spoke to me because I feel like I just have very high expectations for everything because that's how I live my life every day. I have high standards for myself so I have high standards for other people and it does lead to disappointment but my next goal is to work on keeping the same standards and expectations for myself but trying to find a way to not let myself get disappointed and just accept that that's how I am and to be happy with it and you know what if someone else doesn't live up to that expectation or act that way like their life is just different they have different standards for themselves and that's okay so I think as long as you continue to have that mindset for yourself like you have no idea who that can encourage and inspire other people to do the same thing and yeah that's kind of all I have that didn't really go the way that I wanted it to I don't think but it's ingrained in my DNA it's helps me recognize when I am unhappy in situations and environments and I you know make pros and cons lists and all the lists in the world and write non-negotiables and talk about it with people closest to me to figure out like the best thing but yeah I think that it's a way to really figure out those hard times and a lot of people I feel like just skate by and settle into those things and they are like it's never going to get better than this so I don't really care but I don't know that's just not how I work I want to be happy and I want to keep the things that are happy to me if I want to love my job then I want to love my job even if I'm one in a million people who might so that's all I got for today I hope that was enjoyable for you guys but yeah shout out Kara love you forever she lives in Chicago and she's married and love Michael too they're great people so the ceiling was my quote of the week my little encouragement is to text somebody or tell someone that has made an impact on your life to say thank you to them and that you love them so this is my public display of affection for Kara I've probably said it multiple times in letters but you know not everybody who listens knows as well even if they don't know you you're the best ever and thank you for everything and my song of the week is, of course, Adam's song. 10 on 10 recommend listening to it. Listen to the words for real. I feel like I listened to that song for so many years without even realizing what he was singing about. But it's a very emotional song. Um, it's a very good song. So 10 on 10 recommend. But, oh, also deactivated my Instagram. So if you go looking for me, my podcast one's there, but I didn't block you. Don't be scared. Okay. <laughs> I know everyone was very concerned about that. But yeah, just taking a little break. Just wanted to unplug for a little while. You know, I want to read more. Almost lead a TikTok as well. But I have to keep up with some of my fave influencers. They are the only reasons I keep it. So yeah, that's all. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great weekend. And I'll catch you on the next one.